recognize real, gon' recognize real, gon' recognize real, real. Only gon' recognize still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Everybody to the KIRP Radio Show. Another beautiful Sunday. Yes, we are late, folks. We are late. My apologies. We are late. Had a couple technical difficulties on the original opening of the show. But it is what it is, man. We got it in here and we live and it's time to do it one more time. Beautiful Sunday as usual. Never com- uh, I'm, I'm never I'm never pissed off about uh another day, having another day alive. I'm, I'm never pissed off about waking up and opening my eyes and, and uh, being blessed with another day. You know, we've been chosen. Every every day that we get, we've been chosen, man. So, you know, when you wake up in the morning or the afternoon or at night or, you know, whatever, whenever you wake up from a nap or you wake up from, you know, going to sleep at night, um, 
always, you know, pay homage to, to God for allowing you another day uh, to get it right. You know, another day of, of uh, life, another day of another day of understanding, another day of uh, being chosen to live and, and do something positive in life. If not for anybody else, for yourself, man, take the time to do something positive for you. But, uh, you know, beautiful Sunday, as I, as I said before. Uh, September 21st, got to give the date because a lot of people listen to the archives of the show. In fact, most of the hits that we get from this uh, internet show comes from uh, the archives. So, you know, shout out to the people who listen to the archives. Man, I love those numbers. You know, when I take the time to to go look at it, it it feels good to know that there's millions of people out there who take the time to listen to at least some of the KRP radio show. So, you know, B.I.G., shout out to all those people out there who show us love and uh, who listens to the show. And, uh, you know, it's it's, it's all love. B.I.G., shout out. You guys are B.I.G. in my book, as I always say. But um, let me let me move along. For, for a lot of people who are listening today, um, I'm sure you're listening to hear uh, our guest who will be on the show later, uh, Jeanette Adams. She's coming on, author. Uh, speaker, you know, she's coming on to show us some love, and she's going to tell us why debt sucks, you know, why it sucks to be broke, how you can save a couple of dollars, what's the steps that you need to take in order to not be broke, to not be in debt, so, uh, you know, we always talk about that on the show, and we definitely uh, honor her presence, and she'll be on the show here shortly, and uh, so get your pens and your papers ready, and uh, be ready to hear this lady teach you guys how to save a little Save a little dinero, save a couple dollars. Uh, first thing I gotta I gotta say is uh, shout out to ECU. Shout out to my Tar Heels. Everybody knows, you know, Tar Heels. That's my squad. But I gotta give a shout out to the Pirates who who uh, they did some big things over this weekend, man. You know, and uh, that program has been moving upward over the last 10, 15 years like no other. And, uh, you know, right next door to my hometown, Wilson, N.C., my home, Greenville, North Carolina, is where ECU is. So, you know, B.I.G., shout out to those folks over there. And, uh, you know, the campus has come a long way. Uh, The program has definitely come a long way, the sports programs. And, uh, you know, I just got to give them a shout out. You know, this is almost like the home team. You know, it's funny, though, when you look at colleges, uh, just in general, you know, it's funny that it doesn't matter – how and this is nobody this is this is not the university's fault this is uh con, the fault of the consumer you know it's all of our fault uh we don't look at universities for well a lot of us i can't say everybody but we don't look at universities for what they really offer like the most beneficial uh factors that they have or the most beneficial things that they offer uh for us Amazingly enough, we look at universities and we equate them to how great the sports programs are. Now, I'm not that's not all people, but that's probably 80% of the people who actually like these programs and the sports uh, uh, programs that they have under the universities. It's crazy. Like, you know, ECU, for example, no one talks about uh, all the doctors that ECU has put out here in the world, uh, in the United States. 
when you look at UNC, no one talks about uh, all the professors that UNC has put out here in the world. Nobody talks about uh, uh, all the Rose the, the scholars that graduates from Duke. You know, we just talk about Coach K. With all the respect and love to Coach K, but we just talk about Coach K when it comes to Duke. We talk about Michael Jordan and, and uh, 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 Vince Carter and and people like that, you know, when, when it comes to uh, Chapel Hill. Um, but we don't talk about how great the programs are as far as being um, prominent universities, you know, from an education standpoint. And it's just funny to me how that happens. And if you look at what's going on in the NFL, you know, it directly correlates to us not accepting the universities or not knowing what the universities offer in terms of education. When you look at the NFL, you see a lot of gentlemen who have graduated from universities, but we don't know what they graduated with. And, and I understand they're sports icons and sports stars. I get that. But in large part, you know, a lot of these guys are, are scholared individuals. You know, a lot of these guys have prominent educa- educational backgrounds. You know, some of these guys are doctors. A, a lot of them have their masters. You know, and, and I think when you look at the scandals that are going on in sports today, in, in the NFL, in the NBA, and, in, in, and even in college, when you look at those scandals, you know, it's easy to discredit the bonehead athlete. Okay, it's easy to say the bonehead athlete is a child abuser. The bonehead athlete, of course, he's going to make the bad decision. The bonehead athlete, of course, he's not going to raise his child properly. Of course, he's not going to be a father to his child. You know, it's easy to discredit these guys based off of the feeling and the emotional attachments that we have to these universities and not knowing, and, and even these NFL, these professional teams, you know, not knowing the value that this man has brought to himself at university. To discredit these guys, and this is what's happening. I'm not condoning. Let me let me just put that out there first and foremost. I'm not condoning anything that the likes of Adrian Peterson or, or uh, who else, Ray Rice. I'm not condoning anything that uh, these gentlemen have done. Okay, I'm not even speaking on those uh, 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 problems that they have, or the problems that they share, or the scandals that are out there surrounding them and their teams. I'm just talking about the general principle of us understanding or, or appreciating universities and its sports uh, college students, you know, who are, you know, scholars. You know, we don't we don't look at them as scholars. We look at them as uh, teammates or we look at them as, you know, sports heroes. We, we don't look at these guys as and, – and, and, and in college, this is what's really crazy college we don't look at these college kids all right that are on these that are on these teams we don't look at them as children and and they are you know in in large part 25 and under is a child i know it's a young adult i get it i'm not crazy but in so many instances when you have a young adult in a situation and you expect that young adult to make or to take the high road, okay, or to make an adult decision or, or to act accordingly all the time, you're not going to get that. 
you're not going to get that. And it's a blessing if you have it in your children. It's a blessing if you see it. But a lot of times it's things that you don't see that your young adults will do. And that is just life. Right now, uh, Jameson, James Winston, uh, uh, FSU's quarterback, is in trouble for the man with the kid, young adult. This man, this boy, uh, was suspended. This young man, let me say that properly, okay? Let me let me say it like I respect this guy. But this young guy was suspended for at first it was a half game for being in the commons area around his peers. Okay, other college students, not in the public, but at his university, on his university's campus. He was in the commons area, and he jumped on the table and said something uh, totally out of line. It wasn't something racial. Okay, let me let me just throw that out there. It wasn't anything racial. Um, it was just something that was a lot of people would find disrespectful uh uh overly sexual in nature and um it, 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 it's not funny but when you look at these frat houses and you look at these frat boys and you look at the at the things that they do in these in these sororities and and and, and you know it's just it, it it's appalling to me that this guy is going to face uh, or has faced a one day suspension uh, based on him acting out like a child. I mean, that's something you could have took care of in-house. What I'm saying is this should have never made a news cycle, right? I don't understand how a young adult, a young college student, by jumping on the desk and saying something that most people around them wouldn't agree with, but I'm sure pretty much, pretty much everybody else laughed about it, okay? A lot, a lot of people probably laughed about it. Um, but I, I don't see why this man had to suffer a suspension, now here's the here's the dark part about about uh, Jameis Winston. The, the dark part about him is he's been in trouble before. But I, I say trouble before, but I don't declare an outburst trouble because if that were the case, a lot of our kids in high school, a lot of our kids in middle school, in public school in general, or any school should get in trouble for outbursts, should be suspended for outbursts. That doesn't commonly happen. Okay, if you do it, it's something that's kind of swept under the rug, it's addressed, and then it goes away with some sort of light punishment because this is a light issue. But this guy, I guess the reason it's a big deal is because he was charged. Okay, he wasn't charged, he was brought up on charges uh, for sexual misconduct or either uh, rape. Okay. Now, when you tie that to the comment that he made that was overly or gross sexual in nature out loud in the commons area, it paints a picture. It paints a picture of a troublemaker. It paints a picture of a guy who doesn't want to listen, who 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 always who's always into something. But you know, I don't know, man. I just think it's it's amazing how we don't, you know, have we don't talk about the value or we talk about the positives of these athletes, but we're quick to talk about the scandals and these so-called scandals, like the one with this James Winston kid, these so-called scandals make news cycle and headline news. And we, a lot of people in social media uh, and, and definitely the internet, talk to you folks. So this is the main topic of the day. 
and people get in arguments about this stuff, and it really doesn't affect your life in any way whatsoever. Even more amazingly, these 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 professional teams that we have an unwiltering alliance to, whether they win or lose, it doesn't affect you in any way. The Carolina Panthers, shout out to the Panthers. That's my squad. Uh, Indiana Pacers, that's my squad. And I enjoy talking junk. Just like and I hoop and holler and scream because I'm that guy. That's what I do in sports, period. Whether it's kids sports or, 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 or middle school or high school or college or professional or whatever, I'm just that guy. And that's how I uh, show my love for my team. That's how I show enthusiasm for my team. And that's just what I do. But at the end of the day, matter if the Carolina Panthers lose or not. It doesn't matter if the Pacers lose or not. You know, it doesn't matter if any of the hundreds of the, the, the plus NCAA D1 schools, it, it doesn't matter how hills, whatever. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it doesn't affect my life. And what's more commonly to affect our lives most of us, if you want to attribute it to any university, if we have kids that are getting ready to go to some of these universities, the sports programs don't affect the choices that we should make or shouldn't affect the choices that we make, you know, in, in, in choosing colleges. Not the sports program. It should be the academics. You know, the percentages in, in, in graduates, the percentages in, 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 in master graduates, you know, doctoral graduates. Those are the things that should matter. That the percentage of kids that, that that score high on the SAT that graduate in in the right amount of time. I mean, things like that. Those are the things we should be talking about. Those are things that we should have full fledged discussions about, and probably get pissed off about if our child is on our way, on their way to that school. You know, those are the things we should care about more often. Not cocky adult college quarterback jumping on the table saying a few choice curse words that you might not want to hear loud. You know what? I challenge you, all parents, and it's almost time for me to go to the commercial to them over eight twenty break, but I challenge all parents to take the time, and I just said this to some people today at the supermarket, but I challenge you to take the time to go sit in the park and, and don't say anything. Don't say a word. Don't go with the intention you're looking for something. Just go to the park, have a seat, right? Or either sit in your car with the windows down, music off, and listen. I challenge you guys to do that and just listen to the language that the kids are saying, the topics that they're talking about, how they interact with each other, the things that they're doing when they're not playing any. A lot of these children that are at these parks, they're not with their parents, okay? Go and, and, and listen to kids playing football, basketball on the playground. And I'm not talking about Just go listen. 
And I guarantee you're going to be shocked at the topics, the conversation, the action, some of the things that they're actually doing. You will be shocked. And there's no running away from it because I've been to good parks, what they call good parks in great neighborhoods, been to parks in slums, parks in the projects, and they're all the same, and the kids are all the same, and they're using the same language, and they're doing the same things. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, moving along, folks. I got to go to commercial here in two minutes, but I, before we go, you know, there's a lot of sports that's making the news cycle. I'm, I'm talking about it now. Everybody in the market was talking about what happened with Ray Rice and straight up assaulting and disrespecting his wife, which is crazy to me how you spit in that. Yo, man, listen, as I said before, I don't know where y'all are from, but where I'm from, couples fight, people fight. That don't make it right. Men shouldn't be punching women in the hands. That's just absolutely crazy to me. I don't, I don't even understand how a man could punch a woman in the face. I don't even get that. But I'm from a slap, a punch, a push, whatever you want to call it, has never bothered me as a man. Now, I'm not talking about a female. That's a different thing. But as a man, a slap, a punch, a push, even hit me with a weapon, a stick, throw a rock at me, whatever. None of that trumps somebody walking up to you your face. There is nothing more degrading. There is nothing in this world more disrespectful than a man or woman or or an individual spitting in someone's face. That's what Ray did to his wife. And he spit in the face three times. In addition to cold clocking her and knocking her out, then he drug her in the hallway. I mean, and then I guess a month later they were married. To my fathers, to my mothers out there, if you don't love your daughters enough, tell them that that's some bullshit, part of my language, to at least pull them to the side and tell them that's, that that's some straight-up garbage. To tell them that there's nothing in the world that they can do to make a man spit in their face, put their hands on them, cold clock them, knock them out, Nothing in the world that my child, my daughter could do to any human being out there. Now, I, I tell my daughter straight up, don't put yourself in a situation like a man. Hitting on people and not expecting to get hit back. I don't care if it's man or woman. That's a model that I have for all my kids and myself. Not put your hands on people unless you are willing to be hit back. Whether that means a fight or whatever, just don't do it. But to be spit in the face by your boyfriend, fiance, husband, whatever you want to call, to me proves that that person or individual, who, who he, whoever he or she is, that that spits in your face, they got nothing for you. They got absolutely zero for you. If you can spit in someone's face, you have nothing for that person. Absolutely nothing. I was going to read the story about Rex Chapman, folks. Uh, obviously, uh, Rex Chapman, former NBA uh, 
clutch man. I, I won't call him an NBA great, but highly notable NBA player. Uh, I don't have time to read the story. But briefly, this guy was such a huge figure, such a huge figure, and then it goes into uh, kind of my message in the, in the first half of the show as well. Uh, but former NBA player Rex Chapman was arrested on Friday for stealing more than $14,000 in merchandise from an Apple store. Chapman was accused of several thefts over the course of several months in Scottsdale, Arizona, which, which is where he played for the Phoenix Suns before retiring. Uh, he allegedly sold, them and sold the stolen items for cash at a local pawn shop, uh, according to uh, 3TV in Phoenix. Now, Rex Chapman spent... I don't know, 10, 12 years in the league, anywhere from 8 to 12 years in the league plus in the NBA, made millions and millions of dollars, millions of dollars. And now this man is crawling in life. This man is down to stealing phones and iPads and whatever else he took from the Apple store. But this man is down to stealing to make ends meet a parent from a phone store and going to the pawn shop and selling it. Folks, I don't know what you're attention to, and I don't know what you have your kids pay attention to. You know, I don't know. I know there's sports is a big thing in America. You know, sports icons make a lot of money. And... Uh, out there that jumps on the AAU circuit and they coach the kids as well as I do with the intent, intent that we're, we're trying to get college paid for. Plus, you know what? We're trying to stay busy. And I, I always explain that. We'll talk about that later. But if you're if, if you're looking at your kid as a middle ticket and you're not talking about the importance of an education and the importance of going to college, the importance of you know playing sport, but hey, let's not bank it all on that. This is the outcome of your whether they make it to the league or not, the truth of the matter is one out of 17 million people make it into professional sports. One out of 17 million, and those numbers are old, okay? And the average length of time between NFL and NBA players and NHL is one to 3.5 years. And over 80% of those individuals are broke five years outside of being out of the league. Six one nine three eight eight five five nine. Youngins, we'll be right back with Zed Adams talking about why you should not be dead. She's going to tell us about her book entitled "Dead." Plainly put, we'll be right back after these messages. Listen to the KRP Radio Show, baby. been making a lot of noise about taking our guns away. But you might want to review history. 1835, Gonzales, Texas Territory. The authorities wanted to confiscate the big gun that protected that colony. You know what the people said? Come and take it. 
because they were willing to fight for their freedom and their guns. So are we. Come and take it if you want it. Come and take it if you think you can. Come and take it, but I want you. You'll have to cry it from my cold dead hands. We want the freedom that God gave us. So you best not cross that line. If you want this gun, you gotta come through us and take it. One shot at a time. Just like Gonzalez, we're keeping our guns. Hey, Cam, thanks a lot for coming to my school today. No problem, Nate. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right? And I'll grow up to be big and strong like you. Absolutely. I'm playing the NFL. Yes, sir. And be dressing number one. Maybe. And become the starting quarterback of the Panthers. Okay. You can be my backup. Excuse me? And make Panthers fans forget about you. What? And become your mom's favorite player. Whoa. Deshiree is an online indie department store born with the ideology, community, and self. We believe that a garment or accessory created by an independent designer can do more for our community on a deeper level. The ability to wear someone's imagination is a beautiful event. Purchasing independent means wearing something unique while supporting those around you. The designers you support could very well be your neighbors, friends, and family. Embrace your indie state of mind. Shop indie www.dechcom. Could switching to Geico really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? You're home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. 
If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Call it what you may. The ghetto, the hood, the block, the trap is nothing more than the outcome of liberal policy. If the Negro in the ghetto must eternally be fed by the hand that pushes him into the ghetto, he'll never have the strength to get out of the ghetto. That's Carter Woodson, and it's the premise for this article. Now, when most people think about Liberalville, called by one of the aforementioned nicknames, they think drugs, crime, trash, and desperation, low-grade public housing, limited job opportunities, and no chance at a quality education. They just forget to look at the equation. People plus liberal politics equals total degeneration. You need a better tour guide. What's really there, the liberals had. People of all faiths, colors, and creed, all with a basic need to belong. See, it's the same song from 8-Tracks, the Wax CD, the iPod. Living in Liberalville is hard, or is it? Let me tell you what I see when you remove the democratic elite. I see the poet. Feelings into verbs, action into words, a revolution has occurred in modern-day storytelling. His wit is hard to defeat, his desire makes it hard to compete, but his skill stays on mixtapes and side streets because we find value in the industry. I see the artist, a vision in his head, bigger than any paper or pad, graffiti formed on walls, and it's sad. We find no value in the art that he shares, so it stays in Liberalville halls instead of on museum walls. His property values continue to fall. I see the pastor. Broken and remade, no longer weighed down by past mistakes, saved and enraged. Those around him continue to fade from God's glory to government shade in an attempt to be made into what our Savior already promised. I see the banker. He never stepped foot out of Liberalville still. The boy can convert euros to yen and back to dollars again, accounting for inflation and taxation trapped in a situation where he doesn't understand the value of his instant computations. I see the politician. On a mission to stand in opposition to anyone who would change the rules halfway through the game. He can rev up the folks, folks and gather the vote, but it's a shame. He has no power or desire until shots are fired and the people need someone to blame. I see the lawyer. Not court, but street appointed masters of defense. Not bar, but street associates of common sense. In a pinch, he can play name that crime. He can list the charges, guess the verdict, and predict prison time. Dirty hands and deeds protected by a brilliant mind. I see the social worker. Two kids of her own, two of her brothers, never doing for self, always for others. I shudder to feel such a back-breaking weight. Low funds, short supply, and empty plates, and a support system that says, wait, fall a little further, then we'll save the day. I see the psychiatrist. Oh, she may be whacked out, she may seem, but for free she'll break down your dreams whether you asked her to or not. She spots those who pass with a swift kick in the ass and says, hold up, not so fast. Your mom did it and so did I. The answer to your problem is not getting high. It's doing more than just getting by. I see a promise. I see a possibility. 
a promise and a possibility with a capital P and potentially the only salvation for our community. That was Liberalville by the great little sister of mine, Sonny Johnson. Happy birthday, Sonny. From me, of course, and everybody out here in the KRP Radio Show land, definitely want to wish you a happy birthday, man, and give you a B.I.G. shout-out. Sonny is the architect behind uh, something that we call uh, Change the Game, CTGHQ. Check that out, hashtag CTGHQ. Check it out on on Twitter. Check it out on Facebook. If you put the hashtag in, you'll definitely find us. Also, check out uh, the website. It's www.ctgchangingthegame.org or CTGHQ in your uh, Google search or your Google apps or, or what may have you. You'll definitely find, you know, Change the Game. And there's some articles on there. You'll find that uh, Liberville, the the Spoken word that Sonny did is definitely on there. And uh, Liberville has been a big hit with a lot of people, and they like Liberville because it's simply the truth. Uh, Liberville talks about uh, all the people that you wouldn't necessarily understand from afar. You know, the people that you look at walking past or the people that you see on the street corner or the people that, you know, you have no idea has so much talent and so many possibilities and endless possibilities of of the of the uh, skill that they have, and uh, uh, you know the God-given talent that a lot of these folks have, but uh, oftentimes we walk right past these kids. You know, we walk right past these adults. We walk right past these individuals, and based off of what we see and what it looks like and what we think we hear, you know, we don't spend time looking in depth, or we don't spend time having a conversation and learning that. You know, what these people have to offer is something great. And, you know, that's a little bit of why I was talking about uh, the universities and the colleges and these pro athletes and these college athletes and all the things that go along with that. Because the truth of the matter is, a lot of the times we look at things on the surface and we don't care what's underneath them, right? We we don't care. We say we care, but we don't really care what's underneath them. Like, for example, today in, I was in the supermarket uh, this morning, and uh, you know I'm in line. Got a few things, not a whole lot. Um, you know, two hundred dollars don't get you a lot anymore. <laughs> and uh, you know, as I was talking about a few weeks ago, I, I talked a long time ago about what goes on in the supermarket in my house because it's absolutely crazy. I, I didn't realize I hadn't been shopping in years, and uh, you know, reality checked me. But uh. I was in the, I was in the line at the supermarket today, at a popular supermarket, and uh, you know one girl who was in the line, uh, the cashier, she had took a break to purchase something to get a drink, and you know she swiped the card and it was all good, and you know she got a drink. Well, the guy who was backing up grocery, you know they were having a conversation. He was like, "Let me swipe your card, see how much money you have on there." Well, it turns out they were talking about food stamps, and I'm sick of talking about food stamps and, you know, what the government does for food stamps and the pros and the cons of food stamps. I'm not even trying to go into that, 
So I'm just going to leave that part out. Uh, the meat of the conversation that they were having was based upon the federal government giving or taking what belongs to the people. Okay? That's the meat of that conversation. They were talking about what the government does and does not do. And if a social program ended like a food stamps, you know, who would be affected most by it? Now, both these individuals were employed. Uh, both understood, according to the conversation, they understood how money is made and how money is spent. Like, for instance, these weren't ignorant people, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, they, they weren't ignorant at all. They understood what money was. They understood, you know, how money spent and, and, and et cetera. They, they completely understood. They knew what it was. But the conversation that they were having were so beneath them because of the emotional ties that they had to food stamps. You know, they were talking all around what we should do when it comes to what the federal government will and will not provide and what they're going to give and what they're going to take away. They were talking all around and saying, you know, well, I'm already going to school. I'm trying to do this. I sell clothes on the side. The guy was saying, well, I sell CDs on the side, and I work in the food line, and I have another hustle, and I do this and that. Everything that they were talking about was legal, and everything that they were talking about was capitalism. But they had this 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 alliance to the food stamp program and what would happen to them if the food stamp program ended. From a black perspective, they were talking. So I said, I hear y'all. I said, but if we did what we were supposed to do, they could keep their stuff. We wouldn't need anything from them to start with, right? And they looked at me. They said, you know what? You're right. The lady that was behind me, she looked at me. I said, yeah. I said, because, I said, let's face it. You're talking about from a black perspective, right? They both said, yeah, people because, you know, if this program ended, so many people will be, you know, in, in, in bad shape and, and, and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, you're right. If the program ended, a lot of people would be in bad shape because, supposed to do too. I said because this food stamp thing, this food stamp issue, food stamp program, it's only a crutch. You know, it's only a temporary help out. It's only a get me over the hump. I'm not going to say and say people don't need to be on food stamps or shouldn't be on food stamps or food stamp is the demise of America, but that's a that's a freaking lie. You know, the food stamp program is not the demise of America. Not close. So I said to them, I said, well, if we did what we were supposed to do, it wouldn't matter about a food stamp program at all. We wouldn't need it. So I elaborated. I said, for example, you sell CDs, and if I knew you sold CDs, that means everybody I know who wanted to buy a CD should come buy CDs from you. Because we know that this is your job. This is what you do to make ends meet. I said, if not even in the city, at least in the community, he agreed with that. Yeah, 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 you're right. You know, that makes sense. But still, I said, but still, hell, there's no but still. I said, but you have an understanding of how much is made. You have an understanding that you got to go out and do a little bit more hustling. 
you have an understanding that you have to hustle more to make ends meet. So what you have to do is go out and knock on some doors and shake some hands and say, hey, you know what? My name is XYZ. I live two houses down. I'm the guy in the community that sells CDs. Not depend on the social crutch, but depend on yourself. To depend on yourself, excuse me. So that understanding of the, uh, just just me looking at them and, and and knowing that they understand and they understand how how money is spent and how money is made, but they still have this un, un, this, this this crazy alliance to or allegiance to to, to the, the social programs like food stamp is crazy to me because I know people knows what money is. I know people understand what hustling is. I know people understand what debt is. When you have an emotional attachment to things that hold no value true to you, it causes you to put on blinders. For example, cars. I like nice cars like everybody. But a lot of people in America have allegiance to cars. I have to have a Mercedes. I have the 600. I gotta have the Benz. I gotta have the Beamer. I gotta have this model. I gotta have this kind of house. And they don't think about the means in which they have to live. They don't think about the money that it's gonna cost to spend or the money that they can save by buying something different. They don't think about that. The only thing about is that I have this car because I have to have this car. This is my type of car. And I got somebody on the line who can elaborate more on how people get more in debt without even understanding what they've done. Welcome to the show, Ms. Jeanette Adams, author of Debt Sucks. How you doing, Adams? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh-oh. Can you hear Jeanette, me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> I'm can doing you hear fine. Me? Glad to have you on the show. I hear you wonderful. Yes, ma'am. Technical difficulties is killing me. I don't know what's going on. I apologize to everybody out there. Radio land. It's uh, we do have live. Okay, we do we do we do have you live on the show. I want to welcome you to the KRP Radio Show. How's your evening? It's going good in DC tonight. Oh, okay, in DC. So, so let's let's just get down to it. Let's. I want to know about this book that you wrote. That sucks. I love the title. Thank you. Yes, I wrote it. Um, I've been speaking to college students over the past few years, and they have been asking me over and over again, you know, when are you going to write a book about everything that you talked to us about? We want to know more. We've got to know more than just the hour that you give us. And so that's the reason I wrote that sucks. I'm, I help college students and even um, other people that's outside of college get out of debt um, since I had paid off the forty-eight grand in two and a half years. I try to show people the same exact thing. Wow, forty-eight grand in two and a half years. Yes. I need to get on your plan. That that's that's amazing. How in the world did you do that? 
Well, it definitely was. I always tell people just to have a plan first before you even look at the numbers. What is your dreams? And um, I always tell college students, I tell anybody to get their dream sheet together. So what are their short-term, their intermediate, and long-term goals? Because once they know that, it makes getting out of debt a little bit easier. I mean, it's really half half of the goal of getting there is to know what you're doing it for. So whatever those dreams are, write them down, and that's what we did. We sat down at a table as a household, wrote those dreams down, and every time that we wanted to spend money, we'd look at those dreams that were on the refrigerator on a piece of paper, and we would say, we want this more than we want a pair of shoes, or we want this more than we want a vacation. And that's how we got through pretty much half of it. It's just having that perseverance. Wow. I, I think that's that's amazing. That's good that you guys can sit down and really – uh, put a put a budget on the table and say, hey, you know, we need to go by this. It, what do you recommend for people uh, that are in debt? You know, what what's the first steps to getting out of debt? The first step is just as I tell people to take your head out the sand. <laughs> you have to acknowledge that you're in the debt, and I I had to do that myself. I had to open up, you know, the student loan bills and the car loan and say exactly how much are we owing people. And I mean, because you have to know the exact number before you even start to tackle it. So I would tell those that are in debt, just acknowledge it and start to get the help to get out of it. So just know what you owe people and then sit down and devise a plan to get out of it. So it starts with that dream sheet, writing down those goals, and then from there, write down your spending plan or what you say, a budget. They need to do that as a second step. That's nice. That's good advice. What, 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 let me ask you this. What is your book offer? For people who are in debt. I'm sorry. Say it again. Uh, what, what does your book offer uh, for those that are in debt? Well, it goes through the step by step process of what um, I did to get out of that debt. So, like I just told you, the first two, it go. The first part is the dream sheet. So it explains out the dream sheet, and then the second part is about a spending plan, and it explains to the reader how to do their own own spending plan. So the first step in that is to go two weeks and pretty much write down or keep every receipt you spend money on because if you don't know what you're spending money on, you're not going to know what needs to go into a budget. So the the book goes step by step of what we did in those two and a half years to pay off such a large amount so quickly. And it goes through the whole behavioral parts of getting out of debt and just understanding that it is going to take that time, but it feels so great when you're out of that debt. It goes through yeah, everything in the book. I I can definitely attest to that. But, uh, I, I couldn't help but to ask you, you know, it seems like every time you make a budget, I, I know when I make a budget about uh, my bills and, and then I always have some miscellaneous fees in there of some of the things I can't get up, get, can't give up, you know. What are some of the things that, you know, you just couldn't give up when you made that budget or, or one guilty pleasure that you've had? And to be honest with you, it really, unfortunately, it really wasn't in it. We, I was laid off from my job in 2008, and that's how we figured out we had the nearly $50,000 in debt. And our household income went from $90,000 a year to twenty five, just like that. So Ooh. we were, like, up against the wall. So, you know, a lot of people, I would say that everybody's not going to be in that situation if they're in debt. They're not going to have lost a job. They're just going to know they're in debt. So I tell them to to create a category called the fun category. So it's like some money kind of left over that 
if you want to, you know, go and watch the football game on Sunday and eat wings, then that's your fun money. And, you know, if it's two people in the household, a husband and a wife, each one has their own fun category. Or the family can have a fun category themselves. So we found different ways to have fun. We went to um, Whole Foods or the Y. They were free cooking classes. That's how we had our dates. So we did. We had fun, but it was free fun. That's cool. That's original, too. I like that. That's a, that's a great idea. That's something that uh... – all you KRPers out there could look into because it seems like in most communities nowadays they they have a lot of things that they offer for free. So you know it's always a, a great thing to take advantage of free things. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are are ashamed of free stuff though, uh, especially young people. You know what do you get from the young people when you start talking to them about you know actually saving money? You know young people spend like crazy. Well, the great thing about college students is that they're pretty much living off of someone else's dime for four <laughs> years. So they get refund checks, and that's why I start with them, man. Whenever I'm talking to them, I'm saying, you all, most majority of you, if you have student loans or you're on scholarship, you probably get a refund check. I don't even care if it's $100. That $100 you, it has to go into savings. And every time you get a refund check, that money needs to go into savings. It's basically money you're going to have to pay back anyway, especially if you're on student loan. So don't go out there and spend it, but save it in a savings account and let it actually make money for you because you're going to pay it back. And for people that are out of college, I don't care if you find, you know, a dollar in your in your couch. It needs to go in some kind of piggy bank. And just, you know, find make it a game if you have kids. <laughs> to pick up pennies and dimes off the ground. Like, my kids are, like, zoned in to something shiny on the ground, and they don't care what it is, a penny, a dime, and they they take it and they put it in their piggy bank, so it can be a fun activity for a whole family. <laughs> That's, That's pretty, pretty good. good. I like that. Piggy banks. I wonder, I've always wondered where piggy bank, where the term piggy bank came from. I have no idea, but it definitely saves money. So <laughs> we put it in there. <laughs> We, we save money right like to try to every penny, you know, I'll pick up out of the trash or in the street or it doesn't matter to me. I, I don't know. If I see a penny, I'm going to pick it up and put it in my pocket. Exactly, because pennies make dollars. So Absolutely. <laughs> well, listen, I know you're in D.C., and uh, I was I, I saw some of the things that you were doing out there, and uh, I was wondering if you could let some of the listeners know, you know, where you're going to be tomorrow, where you're going to be through the week and uh, how they could support. Well, I am here for the White House. It's the HBCU Conference Week, so the Historically Black Colleges and University. So you have people from different universities, HBCUs from all over the country. You have diversity officers from Chrysler, and you have them from other different companies. And you have people like Michelle Singletary, who writes for the Washington Post, and it's an MSNBC host here as well as the Secretary of Education, Arnie Duncan. And we're all coming together to come up with ideas to make HBCU stronger, to um, make sure that students not only get to college, but they graduate, because that's a big issue right now. A lot of students are getting into college. They're, they may be racking up the debt, but they're not finishing. And so when you don't finish with a college degree and you still have the debt, that is a lifetime of financial misery, basically. And so we're all coming together this week to come up with ideas of how to advance um, the historically black colleges and universities, not only financially wise, like raising money, but also just partnering with these corporations that are going to be here and the White House to just improve on the graduation rates as well as attendance of these HBCUs. 
Wow. That's, 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 a, a, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. thing. I think, uh, I I think, think that would be beneficial for a lot of people. So I'm looking, looking for you to post, to post some of my information on Facebook or and on website. Twitter, I'll definitely be doing it on Twitter, and I'm, I'll get the hashtag tomorrow. Right now, we're using HBCU Conference um, as of right now on Twitter, and once and you can follow me at Janae Adams Speak, and that's J A N E T Adams Speak on Twitter, and I will be tweeting for the next two days just what thoughts are coming from these thought leaders about HBCUs and just about colleges and the future of education in general. Um, and, and even careers. There's going to be a bunch of um, CEOs and top executives from corporations all around the country here, and they're going to be telling what they're looking for in college graduates and even just people in general when they hire people. Nice. I know a lot of people can use that. There are a lot of folks out here that are looking for jobs, so it's definitely a huge benefit there. Um, will you retweet a lot of the stuff that you had that you post on here, so we're looking for that. Um, so then, here's the thing, though. I know a lot of people are saving money, right? I understand that. A lot of people are in debt. But for that little fund of money that people set aside, I want you to tell everybody where they can take that money and buy you a book. <laughs> Well, definitely, that is the first step to get out of debt. That investing yourself, um, and I, the book is on Amazon, Amazon.com, and it's Debt Sucks by Janae Adams, and it you'll see it. It'll be a black and white book. Debt Sucks is right there in your face, so you can see it. But it is on Amazon.com, and I think they actually have it discounted right now, so you even get a savings on it. And I'm all about savings, so go ahead and get That's it. That's right. Coupon. Yes. We do, we do coupons, coupons on this show, man. Folks, there you have it. Janae Adams, author of Debt Sucks, an amazing book. You guys got to get it. Make sure that's the first step in saving and, and living more prosperous is to get that book. So you guys go to Amazon. Make sure you get that book. Look for it. It's available right now. I'm looking at it right now on Amazon. All right. Today, one thing before you go, we give shout outs on the show, so please give somebody a shout out before we let you go. Okay, well, I want to shout out you for having me on the show. And definitely just <laughs> shout you, out man. to everybody out there that's going to take the journey to become debt free and who's ready to create generational wealth for their children and their children's children. Good luck to you. You can do it. I like that. B.I.G. shout out to you today also. Folks, check it out. That sucks. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for the shout out. I really appreciate that. Folks, the time is up. It is time to go. Uh, be looking for the tweet from Jenna Adams, author of the book entitled That Sucks. Make sure you get that book, folks. Don't waste any time. Get that book. We are out of here. We'll catch you guys next week. One love, shout out to everybody out there in KIRB Radio Showland. You are B.I.G. I apologize for the technical difficulties, but you won't hear this crap uh, on the replay. All right, thank you guys. Have a good night. One love, we are gone.
K-I-R-P Radio!